like Malik. somebody's like, oh, Beyonce. I'm like, don't Beyonce me if you fucking unfollowed me. Wait, what do you mean Beyonce? Oh, he, like he always t- calls me Beyonce. Oh, he to dance. And you know what the funny? Wait, thing why about? does he call you Beyonce? Because on my dance. Are we videos, recording? Yeah, we're recording. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how weird. It's not like we brought you on this podcast because you used to be friends with Malik, oh, and wait, we want you to talk friends. shit about still him. Friends. Oh, well, still after friends. this, you won't be. I don't think that you should ever think about who is following or unfollowing you. I think it's incredibly mentally. Like when I started posting videos regularly, like like I said, a bunch of people unfollowed me and it's just like, yeah, you don't want to see my video. I don't care. I understand people unfollowing. It's more so if they're a good friend. And then I'm like, there's no communication. Then I go, okay, if there's a situation to where you have to unfollow me and you never gave me the grace to let me know if you have a problem with me or like something happened. But I'm like, he's a friend. I don't know. If you're seeing me and acting weird, that's different. But if yeah. you unfollow me, I just don't. There's just so many things no, to worry sure. about. I don't give a but shit. I'm still oh, going to confront what? him. Like dying in cancer? Yeah, well, guess <laughs> what? You unfollowing me is causing anxiety, which creates cancer, cancer in my body. Inflation. Which yeah. And cancer causes dying. So and those that, are both exactly. of the so things. Malik, Malik is a murderer. Follow me again. Yeah. <laughs> We're are not you actually, toxic, Dan. You're not actually putting this in the podcast, are you? <laughs> I might. That's really funny. <laughs> We'll see. We're uh, uh, we're we, kind of fun. we no, I'm uh, friends with Malik, but I love when bad things happen to him. So oh, this well, is you good. Should tell him yeah. that I was like well, really we're coming upset. For him. I yeah. told her it probably was an accident. Like there was probably some girl. You know, think, that- the thing about you is you love to be a junkyard dog. <laughs> You love yeah, you love dog. being That's a junkyard a dog. It's, it's your favorite. <laughs> Whenever you can go into this into this mode where you can have like this justified yeah. feral ravenous anger yeah. is when you, I think that you really come alive. Yeah, it's I thrive it's in crazy. chaos. It's I interesting. Yeah. Junkyard, yeah. Dog. Dog. junkyard dog. Junkyard dog. She calls me graveyard baby. That's my depressive state and yes. junkyard dog is my I aggressive state. Those would be great Accurate. tattoos. Those would be two great tattoos. Graveyard baby and junkyard dog. Yeah. If you were f- to find or the right a baby and a dog. Just, or your awesome. merch yeah. should be like you should one side of the shirt should be graveyard baby and then you turn inside out and it's junkyard dog and you, you can describe who you are today and turn it inside out that's cute Damn. yeah yeah that's good well let's i guess we should August. intro yeah <laughs> welcome back to recovering toxaholic we have a guest today and i'm gonna tell you one thing i was like is he even toxic monterey yeah but we but we discovered we both said dan is actually probably one of the healthiest people we know oh, but you nice. encounter yeah. toxic people like your toxic friend then but also that could be from a past like you had to get healthy or have you always been healthy and we'll say your name oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah i'm dan dan Hi. donahue hey what's alliteration up? we're really excited you're saying very nice things i like this podcast yeah. already this is a cool podcast they're really sweet and yeah. nice this is cool yeah Six. let me give an intro so dan is a comic friend of ours who also i would say we're in the same comedy class like we started yeah within same time period similar parameters yeah. yeah yeah and then we would see each other like on the open mic scene but dan in the last 
year year yeah year and a half yeah yeah year and a half has just been popping off uh he has a podcast with bet and ray who i love mm-hmm. uh basset of cats mm-hmm. super fun and sweet and then he also has dancers dan's really good with names he actually helped me come up with the shamic Oh yes! Oh, that's yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. really good at combining words and making cool. <laughs> doing the simplest that's possible right. form of comedy, like but that's doing the, good. the dumbest thing no, that you can possibly shamic, do. the because it's great. shaman and comic, and then dancers because yeah. he's Dan, oh. and then he's answering dancers. Yeah, that's hey. great. Okay. But it's a really bad podcast name to have, actually, because a host will bring me up and be like, he re- he's like the host of the Dancers podcast. And then people will be like, Dancing. oh, it's about, did you dance? Like, uh, what? Did- yeah. And I have, to, I, have, I have to tell them dan- answers, <gasps> but with a D. Dan Donahue does not dance. Look at this. Doesn't dance. Yeah. Dan, dan Donahue, Donahue doesn't dance during yeah. dirty, dirty can I dialogue. Tell, can I say something? And we'll get into whatever this podcast is actually about. <laughs> I did uh, I did a clowning intensive. Uh, it's a class where you learn so the bouffant arts. So he is competitive, yeah. Mickey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the last thing that you have to do in the class is you have to get up, and uh, the get- guy who runs it is like this very cool but pretty intense guy, and he's like, a you have to get up one. for a minute and dance genuinely to a song of your choice. And he's That's like, if I feel like you're making a mockery of this, and I feel like you're, I will stop the music. I will restart it and you yeah. will, no, and you will, <laughs> that was later. And you will dance genuinely for a minute. I couldn't do it. Dude. Nothing scared me more than that. It was so scary. Oh, she would love it. I would be like, oh, oh yeah. is this supposed to be hard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, I was like, and some people it was easy, but vulnerable. for me, I was just like, this is fucked up. Yeah. Oh, I'd be like, this is my time to shine. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're She's time. a lip sync battle champion in Canada. <laughs> oh my she God. Really, yeah. yeah, it's cool. <laughs> Yeah, it's cool. Okay, okay. Dan, let's yeah. ask you the most, our, our, our biggest question that we start the show with that we've only done today. Uh, what is your toxic trait? I don't, my, I don't know. I really couldn't mm. tell. Oh, I, I guess I, I guess I have like weird masculinity shit that comes oh. up from time to time. Like this what? is good. Um, this was very recent, but I, I was uh, on a car ride with my girlfriend and she was just like in conversation said something about like crashing the car not in a way that was like scary or anything but she just mentioned she wasn't it right trying to crash the car she wasn't trying to crash the car at all she's a really good driver yeah. and um she uh after she says that like maybe a few seconds later she like starts like eating something not in an unsafe way like she's being very safe but i start like freaking out because i'm i'm kind of like you and that i'm i'm like like oh like i fucking believe in like the signs and stuff and you just said crash i was like I started freaking out completely, like emotional, not rational. Really? Yeah, I was like, I was like, fuck, like I have to. Can, can we? Can, and she, she was like very calmly, but like she was like, we're fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And I was like, no, please, like, can we fuck it? And it triggered this really weird response to me that I, I it was very confusing to me at the time, where I was like, I was just full of this like energy. Survivor I was like, mode. I was like, please, like fucking, get, let's pull over. Like, like you thought you were to gonna pull. die. Yeah. It wasn't that though. This is the interesting thing. Feel unheard. So we pulled over. Not exactly. So we pulled over, and she was like, "That was uh, like intense." I was like, "Yeah, well, it's like you didn't listen." Da, da, da. It it came from this place where I feel like it's so rare that I share a feeling of unsafety because I feel like I'm 
I like my whole life I felt very repressed in doing that because I I feel like I kind of identify with I'm the safety. Like right. I always want to kind of try to make people feel safe. It's not that I'm Mister like whatever. But I like I I do like that's a big thing for me. Is I I so it's so rare that I share a feeling of unsafety. So for me to feel like it wasn't her in the moment, it triggered this like big response to me. When mm. you look at it from her perspective, it's like, yeah, there's absolutely nothing wrong. Right. Like she's driving she's perfectly like, safe. Yeah. yeah. But it was all the shit that was happening with me that caused that whole thing. And I think at the end of the day, that was like weird masculinity shit of like, I was like, oh, this is the one time I'm feeling that I'm unsafe and da 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 da. It, yeah, just like stuff like that, I would yeah. say. Yeah, that if there's anything, yeah. I'm kind of controlling a little bit and like. No, I don't think so. No, I mean, I, I, it wasn't that I was like. I'm often like, you need to pull the not car over right now. Not that you're controlling, but like when you don't have control of the situation and you're not the one driving. Sometimes, yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess something like that. But it, it's much more, I guess, kind of like, kind of like specific when it comes yeah. to that sort of thing. I was yeah. thinking, I was like, it didn't sound like a masculinity thing to me. It's not, it's very similar because I used to date someone who used to drive very fast all the time, and but they would be driving my car, by the way, and which is rude because I'm like, yeah. if you drive my car, you can drive the speed limit. Yeah. I say, okay, yeah. you gotta be careful. Yeah, but he was driving really fast all the time, and I would tell him like, hey, I'm like seriously, like, can you slow down? And I would get like riled up. Or I'm like, dude, for real, like fucking stop. And he's like, dude, you're fine. I'm like, it's not about that. It's about I feel unsafe. And if I'm communicating with you like, hey, I feel unsafe. Like, can you meet me halfway? And can we just, you know, why are you guys looking at each other like that? No, I was just uh, watching uh, him. He, didn't, like, look at you no, he didn't look at me. I was looking at him. Watch you. It was, it was kind of a triangle sort of yeah, thing going yeah, on. Yeah, it was yeah. like just checking in. Uh, yeah. so like, like, Monterey gets really upset if you don't look at her when she's talking. So you have to make sure that you look though, at her. Wait, who was I talking? Or was I looking at you or was I looking at him? Now I got confused. You were just talking like this. <laughs> your eyes and your forehead no but i was like yeah dude like just meet me halfway like if i'm telling you i feel unsafe why wouldn't you be like okay like let me slow down because it's not i'm i've been around people driving before i'm like you are driving a scary way but that's the thing is my she girlfriend wasn't. was not yeah, i yeah, was yeah. reacting Crazy. in this i i catch myself a lot because i am pretty like introspective about those things so i do like the stuff that i mentioned probably isn't that like crazy but i'm yeah. i'm very aware i think of stuff that happens in those sorts of things like there is this is a really funny one as far as like toxic behavior this is i i didn't act in a toxic way but i i definitely expressed a toxic feeling afterwards i it was my first date with this the one i'm dating now who's yeah we've been dating for like two years the best relationship i've ever had this is the second date that uh that we're on so and i'm i'm or maybe like third or something but i'm like nervous because i really like her and it's rare that i feel that way yeah so we're walking to this sushi place and uh there's a guy sleeping on the sidewalk and we just walk like around him or uh or and then we turn around and we walk the other way now there's this pack of Russian guys in front of us, three Russian guys, like pretty big built dudes or whatever. Yeah. They're walking in front of us. And so they go past the same unhoused guy. And I like my spidey senses start thinking, I'm like, Oh fuck. Something's, yeah. something's going to go down. The two big ones walk by and then there's a little guy with them. And the little guy, like they got dudes asleep, but the little guy gets into his face, like no. gets all up and like start, it's like examining him and like looking all around and like, like kind of pointing at him yeah. or whatever. And so I just go, I just go, hey, and he looks at me and I'm like, keep walking. 
And the guy, and he he just kind of like like shrugs and keeps walking. Yeah. To any sane individual, that is a perfect situation. No one got hurt. Nothing bad happened. The desired outcome was achieved. And my girlfriend's with me, or my yeah. At that Eight. point, she wasn't really wasn't yeah. my girlfriend. Now she's my girlfriend. Was with, with me the whole time. And we keep walking. In my head, I'm like, she thinks I'm a bitch. I'm like, <laughs> she thinks I am such a fucking bitch. Like, I need to like. We're why walking did to she the think? Sushi. Why do you think she thinks? Because I didn't bitch. like hit the guy. No, because I didn't like. Hit I know, no, yeah. hey, listen, you're preaching to the yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, choir yeah, yeah, yeah. here. This was just a, and I know that like. I know that in my own head too. Yeah. I'm like, of course. But because it, you like her so much, you're like insecure that you handled all, it wrong. Also, it, it it was just this internalized feeling of like, in my mind, I felt like I did the right thing, but I just felt like, oh well, other people don't feel the way that I feel. Like other people want want like blood or whatever, and I was just like, what? So so we get to the restaurant and we sit down, <laughs> and and I'm just, I'm not really like talking to her a lot because I'm just right. steaming in my head. I'm like, oh. And then I turn to her, I'm like, God, I should have fucking kicked that guy's ass. I don't feel that way. Also, I'm not like Mr. Fighter, let alone yeah. be, like fight three Russian guys. Like, I'm going to get curb stomped, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I should have fucking punched that guy, right? And <laughs> she's an And she, yeah. I, go, I, I, I fucking should. I talk like Steven Seagal. Yeah. You pull out a gun. And sunglasses. Yeah. And it's so funny because I didn't know her as well as I know her now. And looking back on it, it's even more funny knowing her. But she's like, oh, I thought you acted perfectly. Yeah. She's like, I, angel. I couldn't have imagined a better way for that to happen. Yeah. Like, I didn't want that guy to get and punched. You don't want to date whatever. a partner who's like, yeah, yeah you should have totally crazy. fucking punched and that guy. And you're like, okay. It's the funny thing about lying because in the moment I agreed with her, I was like, I thought, but when you lie, you can't like reflect the truth because you're already trapped in the lie. So I was right. like, I had to pretend that I like, Cabbage coming to Jesus moment. I was like, "Wow, you're right." <laughs> oh my <laughs> I'll change God. my my violent ways that don't actually just exist. for you. Yeah, yeah, just for you, girl. Yeah. Did your parents? Were you? Do you have a good relationship with your parents? Yeah, uh, dad died a little while ago, uh, and oh, really, Thanks. I had a I had a really great relationship with him, and I've always had a really really good relationship with my mom. Okay, yeah. so yeah, so it's it's almost like they raised you great, yeah, and you're like. God, I'm not like normal men that would uh, beat the shit out of people. That's <laughs> yeah. how it's always been. Really? Yeah, I've been like that for a while. Well, I wasn't really socialized at like a young age. What, what do you mean? I So I spent so much time alone as a kid because like, like... I was locked in a closet. You they didn't child? let me out. Uh, I had an older sister, but with my parents' divorce, like we weren't spending a ton of time together. Okay. Uh, so like we didn't get a relationship really until like after my dad died. So... And I was in special. How long ago was that? Just to be. That was uh, that was probably like four or five years ago, Damn. something like okay, that. So yeah, it was pretty recent. Yeah. Relatively, so uh, I was in like special needs classes as a young kid. I had like these emotional problems and stuff, where like I would I would spend like days and days not talking in class, mm. and teachers would have to like call my parents in to like Damn. get me to talk and stuff. And then I had to, or I didn't have to. I was lucky enough to uh, get transferred to a private school because I was getting like really 
like axed out of social stuff with my classmates to a point where my parents were like, this is a huge issue. And I was getting like whatever bullied and stuff. Yeah. So, because they'd be like, you're a loser. You're not talking. You're a loser. You're not yeah. talking. Also, I was just very off putting. Why like, were you really? not talking? Like, did you have the awareness to know why you wouldn't? Like, did you feel uncomfortable? Did you not like the kids? It did was, you think school was It bad? was like a few things. It was like speech impediment stuff. Oh. It was like, it was like a few things that kind of kept me separated from my classmates mm. and yeah, it's a, it's, what it wasn't as this? bad as it also it's like uh this was so like it really started kind of second to fifth grade okay and then sixth grade to eighth grade i was fucking lucky enough to go to a private school that geared more towards kids with special needs mm -hmm. so i got like better help there and then when i got back to high school was when i really started like because the private school also i had eight kids in my class so yeah. and most of them were like pretty in need of special help and stuff mm. so i had like maybe one friend throughout so that whole no time school relationships no, oh fucking no truly like fucking yeah. it was it was like very limited and then so when i went to high school was when i really kind of first started so i had all that time like i would spend whole summers completely alone like Damn. whole summers yeah. just like in my room and then i would go play basketball and that was the only Aww. time i would talk to kids and it was like <sighs> but here's the thing Angel. Okay, we'll give I, you a hand job. <laughs> <laughs> what? So how is that your sign of comforting someone? Like you should be loud. a school therapist. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You would be the best school therapist. Nikki, of all. you're gonna make a great mom. <laughs> yeah. All the all the young all the young boys would be like, yeah, I think I have emotional problems. Can yeah. I talk to Nikki? Yeah. <laughs> I'm you acting up. I think I need to talk to Miss Nikki. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, okay. But here's the thing. <laughs> I also feel like I wasn't like negatively socialized either. And I think like obviously I would have loved to like be around more people, yeah. but I didn't really get a lot of the traits that a lot of people have that they then have to deprogram as an adult. Yeah, I feel that's true. Yeah, yeah, I feel like you're you're one of the and Dan's young. You're 28. Eight, you're, yeah, you're 28. Yeah. 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 Um, Dan is the type of person that you're naturally very you're naturally very mindful you're considerate you're thoughtful strong uh powerful yes, physically and, and strong wide shoulders yeah, wide shoulders you. yes but uh you're you're not competitive you're very safe you're very safe oh, that's you're very, very nice. like welcoming to people like you're good when it's so funny is at first i didn't like you yeah Whoa. i can understand that because she's like, your parents love you. Yeah. They gave yeah. you a lot of attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah Everybody yeah. had like good stuff in their life. I'm like, eh, look at this guy. Yeah. No, I understand that. Uh, Monterey's like, like, oh, okay. You that's have, not metal. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, have yeah, crystal yeah. colored eyes and brown hair too. Fuck you. Yeah, only that's what I thought. But I thought he was really handsome yeah. and he was funny. And, you know, yeah, I was like, Fuck this kid. But then wow. I talked to him. I was like, this is the nicest, sweetest little baby That's angel nice. in the world. I love when people, I, there are so many people who say that exact thing to me. It's, it's like, I fucking hated you in the beginning. And then, yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I love that. Yeah. That's good. One of the best compliments I ever got is somebody at the first open mic I started at. And they were like, yeah, you fucking sucked at this when you started. And now you're tolerable. And I was like, That's so much That's better than just. Who the fuck said <laughs> that? That's toxic. I'll tell. Hey, let me tell you. Someone's not doing stand up anymore. I'll tell you that oh, much. You know what I mean? Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy or girl? Yeah, uh, couldn't say now. Whoa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I started stand up uh, at this place in between three women's colleges. It's the only place that I've ever seen open mic without any like they didn't have to do anything with the rules, and it was mostly women. 
Oh. Yeah. What do you mean they didn't have to do anything with the rules? Like they, they, it wasn't like oh women get pulled first or anything oh. like that. They didn't have to do anything like that, and because it was it naturally was mostly women. women. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. You always are. Oh, okay. Well, first let me ask Nikki. What was your first impression of Dan? Well, I. <laughs> this is the worst. No. Well, I, my first impression of Dan was because I'm a vain, image-based person, and I was like always sure. really hot. So yeah. I was actually intimidated by him because I'm in t- intimidated by like modelly hot people, okay. men. Yeah. Like I can't really talk to them. Oh. Um, well, you see me with the. Uh, oh my God! I've seen Nikki <laughs> malfunction. Oh, I want to. I want to know There's who. Two do. male comics. Two male comics oh, that I are so. Can we say the one? Because the one it's. You can say the one. Who's yeah. the wait? Who's the one? The one that starts with. Loser. Oh yes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. That it, one. Yeah. Lachlan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know Lachlan. Like oh, Lachlan the... Patterson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's so like, funny. God. Yeah. yeah, I know. He's so funny. He's so funny. He's so funny and he's gorgeous. He's like stunning. He's yeah. your competition. Crazy. And no. The dogs, the dogs stick together, all right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But she, my teammate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys are my coach the, right there. Yeah. That's <sighs> how you got to get a mentor. He's got to mm-hmm. teach you. But you have a girlfriend, so you don't need any fucking teaching. I don't need a Whoa. single yeah. thing in the world. Sorry. We, we look out for women. Yeah, we do. Yeah. But then we like, let me fly and say Lachlan's hot on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, is he I married? Like no, no. I, he's not. But also my husband knows that I have a crush. Her husband makes fun of her for it too. That's yeah. really That's how funny. dorky she is. With yeah, her. Like yeah, yeah, my, yeah. my husband saw Lachlan and I, he was like, that guy's so funny. And I was like, I'm in love with him. He's such, I have such a crush on him. And then he was like, yeah, he's really funny. And then Can you imagine like being like, if my person, yeah. I'm like, I would, you would die. That's really interesting. That, I think that Matt genuinely is like yeah Lachlan ain't going for you shorty <laughs> so I, think he's, I think he's like you got nothing does he share with you when he finds people attractive uh, no, no I'd rip she'd fucking kill him dick Whoa, off. I'm saying he lets her be a hypocrite that's what's so cool yeah, yeah that's interesting yeah, yeah. I, I honestly genuinely think he's like he Lachlan wouldn't go for you and then Lachlan got off stage and he went Nikki and my husband walked away so he's that like, I could go have fun. Yeah. So Is, funny. I genuinely yeah. am like, he's like, no, nah, ain't gonna happen. So, yeah. anyways, that's no, I don't somebody... think. I think that that's going on in your own head. Well, sure, but yeah. but he Lachlan's so hot and out of my league that I malfunction, okay. and she's seen that. We I don't... saw her. She was just like literally like eye twitching. <laughs> I was like, oh, because I was I did a show with him, and I was trying to be like, oh yeah, duh, duh, duh. and I was like trying to include Nikki. I was like, let her just look at her eye candy for a yeah. minute, and can't couldn't do it. do it. I can't. Talk. She was like. I like cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so when I met Dan, I, I wouldn't, I didn't yeah. talk to you because you're, you're modelly hot. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. But then I will say, then we became friends, but Dan, uh, then did taught me some workout stuff. We did like privates at the Y yeah. and I will say, I felt so safe with you in the way where like, I didn't have my workout gear and I was like, my shirt as I'm talking about like how obvious and Lachlan, this is gonna sound like I was set this up, but I didn't. No, I, I got over. It. But like I remember, like, like oh no, I have no bro. clothes, Dan. Looks like you have to hold my boobies that in place. Happened once. That yeah. happened once. I when I was Set doing it. when I was doing personal training uh, over the pandemic. Yeah, uh, I, too. I I was doing it on Facetime and kind of just taking whoever. And this person that I didn't really know, like friend of a friend, yeah. was like, "Oh, I'd love to do a session." I was like, "Sure." She answers the phone in like lingerie no. bra no. and goes oh i'm so sorry i'm still getting dressed can you call back in a second no. and I'm like, like just don't answer <laughs> it's like what i know well, it was just kind of obvious what was yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah no mine was just like fuck and then i felt like i was in like a sports bra but i would never like take my in front of a comic especially of i would course. never like show my body you know yeah. but it was like i wasn't wearing the right stuff and it was like coming all over and i was like dan 
is not looking at me that way yeah. and he's not looking at my body and he is not trying to get a tit shot i felt so safe <laughs> i was like i could honestly do this in a white t-shirt and i, I would be like dan's not looking at anything yeah. even like doing kettlebell like i just felt so safe because i was like he's not looking at my ass like it was like being with the girlfriend no offense oh no but, no but i, really I appreciate that no i i had i that comes from yoga teacher dad that's uh, all yoga teacher dad could. you were a yoga teacher or your dad was a yoga teacher? dad was a yoga teacher but your i would, dad was a yoga teacher yeah 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 yeah. and and he would i would go did you to ever like, tell me that no that i don't think is, so maybe yeah, not wow okay but um he, i would <laughs> like assist upset. him basically yeah. just like like setting out mats and setting out blocks and like if somebody yeah. needed a strap or whatever i would just go like i, I was really young oh, okay. but i remember he would he would kind of tell me like in so many ways of just like how important it is to just like be like this is a professional setting right it, he he actually this is like it's pretty deep for a kid but he kind of in let me know when i was younger again in so many words because i was like too young to kind of get this concept but he was yeah. like when like you're in this situation especially like when like when he was teaching a woman one-on-one -on -one, he was like this is already such a heightened situation and yeah. like this feeling of safety is so you just need to be conscious that there's a lot going on here in terms of safety that you're not thinking of as a dude but she's thinking of as a woman oh, right and i think that that was like i think that kind of sunk in a little bit at least right yeah, yeah no it's because that's so important because yeah like i can't even describe how I, as I said, it sounds like I'm a floozy and I was trying, but like, I just, <laughs> no, you were, of course not. Yeah, but like, yeah. I just genuinely was like, Oh, I, for example, at camp, when I would go to camp, I went to camp for a long time. If you were around the guys, you would just like be in your bra and sweatpants. You, you, you just felt safe. And I hadn't right. felt that kind of safeness in LA with a man until the workout thing for sure. where I was like, he I ain't looking at that. me like that. So yeah. that was my, what about you? I, um, well, Dan, I was like, there's two situations. So do you remember the one time when we went and got tacos and we were on the east side and some dude, so like I was, we were like sitting there and then all of a sudden some crazy person who was giant, like seven feet tall, we were outside and I they just I knocked do. over my bottle water and yes. then they were just staring at me and then it's really scary. Yeah. And then me and Dan are just, I'm looking at Dan. I'm like, Dan. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. <laughs> and he's like, it's okay. He'll go away. He'll go away. And the guy's just, I mean, he's this close to me, staring, standing up, just staring into what? my forehead after knocking over my water. Everyone in the restaurant or whatever, it's like an outside patio thing. Nobody's talking. Nobody's moving. And the guy's just staring at me. I was like, this guy's about to just punch yeah. me in the face and so like knock scary. me out. And Dan's like, you're okay. You're okay. He's not going to do anything. He's not going to do anything. And I'm like, Oh, fuck, oh, fuck. And uh, do you remember? I mean, that felt like yeah. forever. But then the guy and the lady or something was like, get out of here. Like, da da da. -da and like, right. call them away. And then, but it, it, I just like knew in that moment, I was like, okay, I know that I have like a real friend and they know. Cause if you would have, if you would have been like, yo, motherfucker, the guy would have yeah. popped. Like, he, like, he was he unhinged. You. Yeah, there was something yeah. going on. Well, that's also, that's from when I worked at a nightclub in Sweden. The one thing that it, it, <laughs> I did. Okay. Yeah, like, it's very I funny. Can't. I'm like, when I was at a nightclub in Sweden, we had to take a yacht there. But here's no, no, the no, thing. No, no, Leonardo no, no. Caprio used to tip me in cash. I was making minimum wage doing coat check with these. They The only reason they hired me there was I was the only the guy there who was eyes. tall enough. To, I was, I'm only 5'10", but I was the only, because everybody else was like 5'4" it was a bunch of just like moroccan guys that had just moved to sweden so i was the only guy who could reach the second coat rack there's two oh, tiers wow. of coat racks and i was the only person who was willing to work for that little money who could reach the top coat rack and they That's were like amazing. yeah you're hired but sometimes i would like just as people were coming in and coming out i would help with the security guards and they would always talk and sometimes like shit would happen and i was never involved in it but 
I would like help, like whatever, keep people away. Right. And one of the dudes told me this, which really stuck with me. He was like, if somebody's going to punch somebody, it's almost always going to either happen or not. Right. It almost never, there's almost never build up to a punch. Sometimes there is, right. but it's rare. Oh. A lot of the times if a guy is going to like haul off and hit somebody, they're walking in a straight line and they're doing it. Right. It's very rare. Because if, you, if you're talking, it usually means... You don't want to do it. You right. just want to talk and then get out of there. Right. And he that would have been bait. Like if we right, would have been exactly. like, hey, fuck. Then it would have yeah, baited the yeah. guy and whatever. Right. But I but I was just like looking at Dan like, what do I do? Like, do I need it? Do we need it? What? What? But yeah, and then we he was were just your like, Yoda. calm down, calm down. And he felt you're safe. safe. You're yeah. good. And I was like, oh, God. But I mean, my heart was thudding. So that was also probably because I was like, well, what else are we going to do? Like, I'm not going to fucking hit this guy right now. He's just staring at you. Like, I'm bed You're suck. like, you're going to have to take a hit. Yeah, yeah listen, girl. you look okay. like you can take a punch. Yeah, we've yeah. heard your set. You've taken yeah. a hit or two. Okay. No, I, I do remember that. Yeah, that yeah. was really funny. You stayed really calm, too. I was impressed. I stayed calm because you were being like, stay calm, stay calm, stay calm. <laughs> because I probably would have been like, yo, what the fuck? You know, to try yeah. to like, scare the guy yeah. away from me or right, something. Right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah, and that can make things a little worse. And so. that's what I learned, too with men if you're a woman because this happened to me with my brother women sometimes we have to be very conscious if you're with a dude and you're, you're confrontational yeah. he's gonna go fight that person yeah. so that happened with my brother and i had to like me and his girlfriend had to like strain this guy to get off my brother because oh, i was wow. sticking up for my brother and the guy and he's like monterey just stop and i'm like no fuck you don't talk to my brother like that and he's like right. dude and the guy tried to attack my brother yeah, so i was yeah. like oh i learned my lesson I was right like, mm -mm. interesting Scary. Do you so I, I think this episode is like oh you're not toxic at all and this yeah. is how to be not toxic but I mean you have your traits but my question oh, yeah. is because you're such a nice guy oh that's so nice thank you you, yeah. you say it's so nice when I but you've it. had toxic jobs gonna, and toxic significant and I was others gonna say yeah as somebody who seems to have their shit together mm -hmm. mentally but still your outbursts of weirdness yeah but but now you are a victim of toxicity because like were people were toxic i feel like what i'm trying to say is mm -hmm. people who are calm fuck your ex-girlfriend no, no, no. um do crazy people are going to be attracted to you yeah well I, so what's your experience that's true i would say so only two times in my life have i gotten into i'm i one thing i do pride myself off of and i will whatever pat myself on the back for this i'm good at boundaries i'm very good at like because i i'm very quick at recognizing when someone is trying to move past a boundary in an unhealthy way mm. and i've always been really good at that except for Why? two times i think again it's like the socialization thing mm. i never was in uh until i was like old enough to kind of at least be conscious of these things I was never in a relationship where like going past each other's boundaries was uh, the norm. Right. So I was never really, I, I think like the idea of boundaries, like as much as people need to learn about it is actually kind of like logical. Like it just, it makes sense. Like, Oh, when you bring someone into your life, there are certain things that you sort of pride yourself on that you want to keep like stable and you right. don't want them to intrude on it. Right. That makes sense. But I think a lot of people through unhealthy relationships sort of learn in a negative way like, oh, I actually don't deserve to have boundaries. I actually don't deserve the things that I really want in yeah. my life because you're supposed to just give yourself totally to a relationship and shit like that. Right. So I, w like there's only two times in my life where I kind of 
whatever broke that and they were literally the two saddest points of my it was right after my dad died mm. and then at the height of the pandemic like those right. were the two times i got into relationships where, where I, you were in a low frequency version of yourself yes and the relationship and reflected I that disregarded my own boundaries right so those are two like i i would honestly wouldn't even say i was a victim of like toxicity i wouldn't say i'm a victim of toxicity i would definitely say i was a victim to my own low points and not like and this is the my big takeaway from those two things i like i'm fine like i i was like i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine and i i'm i find myself into these horrible situations for myself because i just couldn't take account for the fact like no, you're not okay, and you shouldn't fucking be dating anyone right now. Right. But I just couldn't do that. And that was like, that was the result of those two. What point did you get to? Are you okay to talk about one oh, of yeah. the. Okay. So, in the first relation, which one was worse, first of all, pandemic or father's death? Father's, father's death. death. Okay. And the person, okay, Monterey knows. You have such so, an agenda. Yeah, Monterey knows you the situation. You have such a fucking agenda. Yeah. No, yeah. I just was like, I just no, know. See, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. asking, like, she might know, but I genuinely don't. So sure, sure. maybe that's good. Yeah. It's like, I know everybody's I'll keep, everything. I'll, I'll keep know. going. <laughs> Monterey's like, here's what happened. So <laughs> what, uh, what was the red flags that started to happen? And how soon into the relationship did they happen? It was like... Uh, like early on and and also let me preface this by saying i don't blame the person that For i'm sure. talking about in any way because i think everyone when they're in a, a state where they're operating off of hurt it's like you're gonna end up causing hurt in other people i'm sure we both totally. like caused hurt in each other because we weren't dealing with our own shit at the time totally. right it was like immediate like what, what i now know is the term love bombing but yes. to me back then was just like Oh, yeah, I'll take a fucking eight-day road trip two weeks into knowing you. That sounds oh, awesome. No. Yeah, yeah. We, and both both actually followed pretty similar things where it was like in the uh, in the other relationship over the pandemic, it was like I, I was planning on going to Colorado to visit a friend because he had a cabin that was totally secluded and whatever. Yeah. And then the, the person I was dating who I was seeing for, again, like two or three weeks, it's like, oh, like I'd love to come with you. Like what? why, why wouldn't you like invite me to that? Yeah. And it's like... I in a normal situation I would have been like because I'm like sane what do you mean yeah. what are you talking about I don't know you yet so yeah. you don't you don't in outside of your lows you don't fall for the love but you don't fall for the magic of the attraction yeah. to each yeah. other I, it just never yeah it never like struck me as compelling like I never really needed it I guess right. and do you think that the, in the first relationship this person uh which is great because I have no idea who it is but you do. <laughs> sure. um, I was just saying let me just preface yeah, yeah, we're go. saying because of the death because i dated someone once when someone important in my life died so i know right. not based on your ex based on the low of Got that you. what type of relationship like cool that's what yeah I meant. that makes yeah. sense okay and so with the love bombing one at first uh do you think that she was in a low or is that just kind of her yes. tactic okay 100 percent. that's okay. the, that was the thing is it's like and i think that that's a pattern where i think like people who are hurt will find each other love and then, addicts yeah and then they'll be like 
oh, instead of dealing with like the pain that I've gone through, I'm going to put all of that onto this person. And it's this like Jack and Jill type situation where it's like, no, we're just like fucking, we're going to, we're both broken people, but we're going to figure out. It's like, sometimes that does work, but I've seen it fucking fireball. I'm a product of it. That's what my parents did. That's what a lot of baby boomers did. And now we have like a lot of birth control, the IUDs, there's probably like a huge reason why people aren't getting pregnant out of love bombing. Right. But how long did that relationship last? And like, what was the breaking point? It was, we moved in super, Whoa. super quick too. We moved How in uh, Wait, about a I month. Wait, did I know that you guys lived together? I don't, maybe not, but we, we moved in a month into <laughs> oh knowing each other. Oh my God. I wasn't friends with you during this. Like we became I don't think so. Yeah, yeah no, after. definitely not. Okay. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we moved Holy in like a shit. month after knowing each other and like it was just it was like so many so many trips met my family met her family all this stuff. How long did you guys date? I've missed like it, this is the funny part. Eight months. Eight months. Oh like eight God. or nine months. Damn. Yeah it was a tornado. Damn. Um, wow. But I get it because that's what you're describing i was like that is it took me in my 30s to realize that i was doing that exact thing i was love bombing people and just being like no every time i mean nikki can tell you like every time i have the same thing about every guy except for one which is my ex we know who i love deep deeply or did whatever but okay since i've been in your life yeah yeah. since since i've met monterey yeah i get so i would i'll call her and just be like okay I think I'm going to marry this person. I'm like, Nikki, this time it's real. And she's like, no, it's not. But you, she'll be like, okay, just go on your own. And then I'm like, I don't like this person. Right. So, but it's like, because I'm in a low and that's when I started to realize, I was like, oh, I'm depressed right now. So I'm trying to get love out of another person, but I don't know that I'm getting love from them. I just think like, oh my God, yeah. Like I want to be in a relationship with this person, but they're distracting me from all my shit. And then once I get like in a more healthy state, I go, Oh, I don't really like this person. Right. And I'm like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Except for my, not that you guys know my, yeah, yeah. No, we know. I said since I met you. Yeah. 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 It's the new people that have come in. Yes. And and then I'm like new, newer friends with her. So it's like, I'm not going to tell her what to do, but then the 17th time I was like, Hey, maybe we take it slow. Yeah. She goes, yeah. hey, maybe, maybe yeah. we just relax. It's hard with that. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I like love comedy so much is you have all of these people that are so distinctly uh, doing the wrong thing for their own <laughs> mental health. And you just get to see it at all of these levels. And then one level where people usually don't get to see where they're also talking about it on stage. Yeah. And it's just like. It's so funny. Yeah. It's a mess. Yeah. yeah. And you try to, obviously, like, you try to do your best for these people, especially if they're friends in your life. But yeah. it's, it's just, and sometimes you just got to let it Because some people out. is drinking. I mean, some people yeah. we know, like, they drink and drive all the time. And they're comics. Yeah. And we're like, hey, man. Or some yeah. people, it's they're overeating. Some people, it's they're getting in fights with people. And my thing was like, oh, yeah, I'm constantly falling in love. And it's like, no, you're not. You're sad. Yeah, it's self-sabotage. I mean, that's yeah. the that's the interesting thing about all of it is 
at like at those two points in my life what it gave me a glimpse into is why people actually do those sorts of things like get into a relationship that you just know is self-destructive it's always you i mean not always it's usually because you're like running from something in yourself now there's obviously situations in which people get into relationships because they have to or they're forced into it or For all sure. that sort of stuff i've done but that too i'm saying yeah absolutely but i'm saying in like normal situations what it usually is is you're running away from something inside of you yeah and you use that relationship as a way to project it in two ways one in like a love bombing situation you're just like oh well i would love to like deal with this grief of my dad but i have to take all these trips yeah. and i have to go <laughs> i have, to, I have to go to i have to have sex all the yeah, time i have to have sex all the time i have to go to vegas i have to do all these things so it's i'll, so happy. I'll deal with it eventually love, right love and then when things start getting fucked up it's like oh i would deal with my dad grief but i have all this relationship oh, yeah. shit to do and i think people will do that if they have like that sort of pattern in their normal day-to-day where if you're whatever if you're a comic it's it's so much easier to uh get into a fucked up relationship than to write jokes like yeah. writing jokes yeah. is kind of fucking hard like to sit yeah, down yeah. and get it's yeah it's yeah so but i'd true. love to fight, <laughs> I'd love to fight. Um, maybe that's why i'm so depressed i'm like i don't have any any toxic any relationship yeah. to, right. i'm just like oh i guess i'll just cry yeah, yeah that's cool <laughs> so then was it like what was the blow up that made you guys break up it was i think like as i started to more and more deal with my own internal traumas and they started to deal more and more with like what was going on with them mm-hmm. we just kind of drifted apart and i like i think my boundaries kind of started to reappear like where you had to cut it off right yeah and yeah. then getting to that point it's sort of like oh yeah i mean i wasn't the right person for you anyway totally you know? are yeah. you friends now uh, like I'm sure we're friendly. Yeah, okay, I haven't yeah. talked to them in years, but okay. yeah, I'm sure. I have a question, not mm-hmm. on the relationship, but one, all that's healthy, and that's a really well-adjusted way to look at it because I yeah. always say, too, I'm like, if you don't take care of something, it's like the universe or God or whatever, we'll be like, okay, you don't want to, you know that you're yeah. not, your boundaries aren't being respected or that you're not fulfilled in this relationship. And if some, if you don't, you know, take care of your self-worth, God or the universe, whatever you want to believe in is like, I'll take care of it then. And yeah. so they give you, cause at that point, if you take a person who is cheating on you, who you feel, you know, that it's not maybe the best relationship, then it's like, well, then what are you doing at that right. point? You know, yeah. and bless this person, I'm not saying whatever, but yeah. yeah, no, we're not talking shit about this person at all. It's, yeah. it's you're in the wrong place. Okay. It was Margaret Cho. Oh my god! <laughs> the whole time it was yeah. Margaret Cho. Yeah, can Whoa. you believe that? Isn't that crazy? Good for her, though. I know. Yeah, good for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, young. I have a question for both of you. What do you? Well, what do you think is like the most toxic part about our job? Oh my god! <sighs> I just start crying. <laughs> <laughs> the most toxic part. Oh man, I mean, there's just so, so many. So many. Okay. Well, yeah. you could pick like the top three, or you could pick the one that's the most. Do you have one in mind? Uh, after you guys I have go, one. okay. Okay. I think yours? the competition. Okay. I think that we. I I think there's always been competition, but it sounds like to me back in the day with comedy in the 70s and the 80s and even the 90s, it was much more, there's much more camaraderie. And I think that right now there's a lot of competition that's happening and everything is treated like a fucking stand-up competition instead of all of us coming together and being like, let's help each other out. This is stand-up comedy. It's supposed to be fun. It's us versus the audience if we're really going to have a competitor. And I think that the most toxic thing is that there's so many like, okay, 
hey, well, we need one woman. So then all the women are against it. Or we need one white guy. Or we need one black. And it's just like, it's not, a, it's a community, but not a community. Mm. And I think that the competition and the pressure that there is, is like pegging everybody against each other. And then there's so much like bad mouthing and hate or jealousy when really it's like, you know, there's been groups of people that are very similar. Like Kevin Hart has that example of him and like a the bunch of his friends. Or wait, paper cup. I forget paper what. Boys. I think plastic. Oh, plastic, plastic. plastic. Where where it's like, oh hey man, I can't get this, but you you're just like me, so you should get the like paper working cup together. Boys are the people for me. Those uh, are the paper yeah, cup paper boys. Cup yeah. boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like, my that's... thing. I have a question though to play devil's advocate. Do you think that? it is a competitive scene and that's what's happening or do you think that's how you feel like do you think that there is camaraderie and there is you know this community and that when we're in positions where we feel insecure about how our careers are going that then we then perceive everything to be competitive i'm not saying that that's true but i'm saying do you think that maybe it could be some of that maybe but i think that uh i think that the way casting stand up right now works mm-hmm. is you know it's very like uh let's segregate people right but i think that's people's reactions to the casting not the you know what i mean so it's like if they go if we know they have to cast some things that we go okay i understand that this person got this because of this i understand that this person got this because of this like it can make sense and so is it then our responsibility to go how do I react to for sure for sure yeah Yeah. I'm not I'm just saying that I think that um everybody comics competitive uh, or you think like the industry makes it um or both I don't know that answer actually I don't know but I think that comics are very competitive and I'm not saying everyone but it it just isn't uh it just doesn't seem like how it used to be yeah yeah I'm just playing devil's advocate okay what's yours I don't know how to really put this, but I think it's like the like women do stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know how to put this, but there's four <laughs> clubs I'm going to name right now that you should never perform. No, I think it's it's like this normalized thing of like delusion. I think like delusion is the big thing in stand up that we kind of like accept and allow. And I think it's. Even if like it gets you things, because I think people who have like a delusional sense of self can very quickly like ascend things. Because if you're presenting yourself as I am a great, competent comic who can do an hour, you're going to get into certain spaces that like because you're the confident one. You're the one who's able to say, no, I can do this show like I could do this amount of time. But I think that there's like a level of like a shared lie that a lot of people have when it comes to their stand up. And there's a level of like false feedback that a lot of people get from their peers Mm -hmm. that I think is negative and toxic. What do you mean? So like if someone bombs people not telling them the truth that they bombed, especially if they're asked, like, I don't think that you should be going up to people who bombed and be like, yo, you fucking, well, maybe your friends. I would, I would do that. You have to make fun of your friends because it like, it makes us all feel better. Like, dude, I say a ding. You're like, yeah, you did bitch. Like, yeah, yeah. I would do that to Killian in a heartbeat. But I think there's people. Yeah. Like that's actually a good point. Like, I think there's people whose inner circles can't even do that. Right. And like they, they all kind of tiptoe around. Yeah. They're like their little minion. They're like, they're yes men. And you're like, 
Somebody's got to tell this. And person. it's like I, I think like I, I mean, I've been getting much, much better at stand up, especially over the last year because I've just gotten more stage time and stuff. Yeah. But it's like I obviously have this level of insecurity of like, well, I don't know. Like, I hope I'm com- competent as like a headliner. I hope I could do all these things. But then I see these people who just have no question about how great they are. And they'll tell you about, oh, I crushed this set. And da, da, da. Yeah. And then you see them and you see them perform. And it's like, <laughs> like it was fine. you watch the audience's reaction yeah. to them. Like you, you are literally in the room. Yeah. And then they get off stage and they're like, that was awesome. I fucking crushed yeah, that shit. Their ears. Like that's what we right. talk about all the time. We're like. It, like being a good comic is like being a good musician where you have to have a musician's ear. You're like, this is pitchy. This is flat. So like we'll hear comics. I forget. Well, there's a comic we know that remember you guys were both somewhere together and he had told me how he had done and but you had already told me that he bombed it was at the laugh factory it'll uh, probably start coming to do you remember okay, yeah but this, so remember. much of this show is just like you know this person yeah, that I one know. with the hair hello but the, and yeah. he was like cocky he's yeah. like dude i fucking murdered and you were like he did not yeah and there, there's like a level of confidence that i think is great and like very healthy yeah. and that's kind of not what i'm talking about i'm talking yeah. about like people if you think that you've always done well and you're constantly doing like great it's It's like concerning well because it's just i think people it comes from this level of i don't want to use the word fragility fragility in this like negative way because i think everybody's fragile in their own ways but it's this level of like if you can't look at yourself and be like sometimes i do bad sometimes the things that i do aren't where i want them to be and i want them to change then where can there be progress right yeah yeah i it's funny because I do both. Like I'll be very, I'm very confident in like who I am and like what I want to do and like how much I love comedy. But I'm very honest with my sets where I'll be like, okay, I did not like that or like this one. I'm very, very hard on myself. And so, yeah, I and I, it's very important. To, and we always like when we talk to each other, we'll be like, I had fun, and we know that like I had fun is the way of being like. I did well, Be- mm-hmm. but it's, yeah, but that's yeah, what it's about. Like, is it's yeah. about you having fun. It's all about you having fun. What do you think the most toxic thing is? I and you think... only have two minutes to answer this. <laughs> <laughs> she has to put timers on me. All oh, the time. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, can I bring that in our real life? I'm, pee. <laughs> I'm like checking it right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I think the most, I think the most toxic thing. Well, I think it's just, it's always, you always have to like look at yourself, which is good, but also is bad because you're always can find something where you feel like you did wrong or that people aren't fucking, you know how many times I've been like, people aren't fucking with me. Like people are sleeping on me. Like nobody fucking like has my back. And you're like, what? Like everybody's just living their own world. You're talking like you're at war. Or I'm like in eight mile. Like when she's like, it's competitive. And I'm like, well, I, naturally feel competitive with everybody because like i had to when i was younger because i'm like that's how i literally like survive so like if i'm here and i'm like okay there's only this but like i have to be as a smasher and smash him and smash and it's like no you don't yeah Yeah. so (laughs) (laughs) time is (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so i feel like it's just one of those things that you easily can be the victim in every scenario and so it's just it's oh and we were talking about this yesterday Nikki and I were no matter what level you're at you could be you know a headliner you could be on TV you could be selling theaters you're always going to be there's always going to be something where you are lacking or that you feel like you don't have yeah you know so you always could be like well this person this and da, da, da. there's always problems yeah 
So you're just like, it just never ends. Also, uh, one of the toxic things about comedy is all of the uh, sexual assault. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I would say that's up there as well. I know none of us mentioned it. I thought someone might, but I feel like maybe that's the most toxic thing. Those people got ahead. (laughs) Yeah. That's actually so funny. The like recently revealed child sex dungeons that certain comedians have. I feel like maybe that. I don't know. Oh, not really. I was I'm like, being hyperbolic. It's true. It's like, yeah, that's absolutely true. We're all like, it's so yeah. toxic that people don't take accountability. It's like, there's people getting like, yeah, fucked fondled. in closets. Yeah. People, the people are still perfect. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. We had a whole episode about Crystal Lee. We said, um, but yeah, we we're just like, dude, there's, there's no female out there sexually abusing comics and I'll be the first. I'll oh. tell you that. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to let the men do it all. Oh, I guess I'll have to really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. Do you want to play? Um, What are we at on time? We're at 51 minutes. Okay. Do you want to play? Uh, Do you want to play Two Truths and a Lie with us? Or should we just go straight into um, the Would You Rather? Would You Rather. It's on the phone, so you'll have to read oh, it. Oh, let's do Would You Rather. Okay. Or okay. I'm sorry. We're doing, it's called what's more toxic what's more toxic yeah. because monterey's are like very dangerous and can get you canceled and if you say i would rather oh, yeah right. i'm like do you want to get beat i was like or do you want right. your boyfriend to rape you she's like what <laughs> she's like, neither psycho so apparently i have to change the game because apparently nikki wants us to be safe so okay yeah let me tell you, Nikki, as the voice of reason, you're doing great. Yeah. Okay? She's so you're doing great. Yeah. And you have, a, you have a lot to deal with on this podcast, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're doing you. great. She's thank doing good things. She's doing so the Lord's work. Much. You should know really. that. Okay. Yeah. Thank God. I need some sort of validation. Okay. No, Monterey gives me validation all the time. Okay. That's good. Okay. What's more toxic? Dating someone who isn't in love with you at all, <gasps> and they're just using you emotionally <gasps> or That's financially. A nightmare. Yeah. <sighs> that made me sad. Oh. have you ever dated someone who secretly wasn't in love with you they're just using it for your money (laughs) (laughs) yeah i just just wasn't really projecting (laughs) yeah okay or would you okay so you're either dating someone who's just emotionally or financially using you or you're dating someone who has short-term memory loss and every day you have to convince her that you're in a relationship and most of the time she doesn't remember and it ends poorly. Wait, what's that movie with Drew Barrymore? 50's that? First Dates. Oh, I would, I would much rather date someone who doesn't love me. That that would be... A, like, that this sounds like a nightmare. Having to convince somebody that you have to, like, basically coerce somebody every day into dating you but it could be fun no yeah to you yeah but then it's like okay 50 percent of the time you're like okay good like if i have like work to get done or i have like places to go i'm like she doesn't remember it so ow so you could just get your shit oh you know what would be fun like certain days you just don't certain days certain days you're just like "Uh, we don't know each other yeah like cheat yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, just, you're just tired. Yeah, but a person who doesn't love you at all and is just using you, you you think you would do that? You know, if I knew that was the deal, yeah, I could you know. I could figure it out. I could live with it. Yeah, really. So yeah. that's what you choose: the person that doesn't love you. I guess I would choose the person that doesn't love me. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I would go with that. What What would you pick, Nikki? Uh, well, first of all, like I'm used to my dad forgetting that he's my dad every day and me <laughs> having to remind him. So, like, I'm. Wait. 
Oh, oh, this so, is like, dating. It's oh, dating, oh, okay, okay. but I'm saying I'm used to doing that with like my dad. Got it, got it, and got being it. Like, hey. You're dating? <laughs> I'm dating my dad. But I'm used to being like, hey, no, you said you said that um, you were going to come and visit me, remember? Every day. And him going, oh, I forgot. So like I'm used to that kind yeah. of relationship right. with someone. So and you're quirky like you bring more. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think if I had to convince... Oh my God, I get so annoyed. I definitely would end up leaving them though. No, but honestly... I would rather I would rather have to remind someone every day because if if someone didn't love me and was using me and I found out I just would crumble to pieces because like you're just being deceived the whole entire time and then you're a laughing stock behind closed doors like he he would know right and and it's just not honest right I think they're both toxic to me in the sense that because if you have to constantly remind someone and then you don't have a partner and you and you do and you don't, like to me, I'm like, oh, that's kind of like your self-worth is down. But I think it'd be more fun. I'm not going to lie. I think it's more fun. But I'm like, maybe if I did date someone who wasn't in love with me, I could get my shit done. Because I feel like I fall in love so often. Oh, interesting. That oh, maybe I'm like, all right, I have this base person. And no, no, no. no, no I would do the other no, one. No, because yeah. you know what would happen? That's what you think. But what would happen is you would sense that they don't love you. And then you'd be on the phone voice memoing me yeah. for 12 hours yeah, about yeah, how. Yeah. And then you'd be calling him. They'd be calling, yeah. you'd, be, you'd be seeking all yeah. the. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't yeah, get anything that's done. That's true. I would be getting You know what's so funny about, uh, <laughs> about getting voice memos from Monterey? Is it'll be like the most intense important thing and it'll be so you'll see like a block of five voice memos and then there's another block of five voice memos under it and then in, in the middle it's just like omg 458 <laughs> like, what the fuck do you mean <laughs> no contact it's like sparkle 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 and then just like and then he fucking took me in the room <laughs> oh my like, god what? okay yeah i know you need an index sometimes but she'll tell she'll be like oh this is a- i try to warn her now to be like hey this is just me rambling yeah. you right. don't need to whatever but then sometimes i'm like telling her important like things about the podcast right. and she's like dude what do i need to know yeah what, what do i need to know but i appreciate i do the same thing now but that was a very good question and very very hard but what i mean i if we say what's more toxic i think someone innocently forgetting every day isn't as toxic as someone who knows what they're doing i'm just saying it would feel toxic to be like no we're fucking dating right now (laughs) look at me don't run away (laughs) as a woman you're my girlfriend you love this but women are used to being like you do love me yes you do (laughs) hey you're in a relationship you're sticking around well that's our job yeah (laughs) no your favorite shirt is in the other room and we're dating each other not this again okay we thrive off that totally okay uh last thing um do you want to plug uh any shows or sorry this your, is your podcast, podcast. <sighs> fuck i forgot the dates that i'm headlining in denver hey denver i'm coming out sometime i know and, you're uh, not going you're i think you you told me you're going like the 13th or no the 23rd i i don't want to give okay fake yeah, dates. Yeah, yeah. i don't know uh and then just the dancers podcast answers but with a d and thank you for having me this is very Thanks fun for yeah, coming on and being normal but this is a good example of like what getting it together yeah but we are not fully yet i was like we're recovered and then his your point of view on things i'm like oh god no yeah. this is not I, we're pretty level-headed but yeah we have, that was very level-headed yeah we yeah. have our yeah we have i would feel level-headed. uncomfortable in this position but it has been two years of the most successful relationship i've ever had so yeah. now I've, i'm kind of like okay well that makes sense totally yeah, yeah. 
Good. Good job. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Recovering Toxaholic. I'm Monterey Martinez. I'm Mickey Bond. And thank you for listening. Is that your name? God Dan damn it. Dan Donahue. Dan Donahue. Bye. Bye.